uh, fucking Robert E. Lee over you listen to this real quick. Julius Grant was like a fail out and blah, blah, blah. Robert E. Lee, uh, he was number one at West Point. Everyone loved him. I was like, yeah, that nigga lost. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are we talking about here? God. But I mean, it's like the getting took down. It's like people whose favorite QB is Eli Manning. Yeah. Well, like, Eli Manning like, has what, like three rings with the Giants, but they're all in off years. Yeah, it's two rings. He has two rings. He two it's, rings, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite argument about like Eli Manning being the most overrated quarterback who's going to go into the Hall of Fame because he won two Super Bowls, but was like always bad, like yeah. legitimately was, was a <laughs> bad quarterback, except for two years. Like they give Nick full shit because he was actually ass, and it turns out he was. But the thing is, everyone in Philly knew he was ass. That wasn't the point. The point was that he was ass. We were still going to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. There you go. He was he on was, the right team. You don't have to be good. Right. He was less ass than Carson Wentz. Correct. And that was Carson Wentz. Has turned out he was he is just actually ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Nick Foles was good for like a fifty yard drive for out of nowhere, and that's all Philly fans want. They don't expect to win. They just want a moment. Well, he yeah, was good Nick enough Foles for Jack. Moments. Yeah, he was good enough for the Jaguars. Gave him a shit ton of money. True. I mean, mm. spending money on bad ex Eagles QBs is like the East's whole shit. They love that. Yeah, that's true. This uh-huh. is very true. I got a really dumb joke to open the show with. I'm very excited. I just got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, I'm holding boy. you up to that now. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I had nothing in my head until 14 seconds ago. So now I'm head, head emptied until this one joke. For real. <laughs> Is that Russell Crest game any good? Uh, you know I what I might all about it. Uh I oh you did? Yeah. Oh. I thought I wrote a couple thousand words about it. Oh. Yeah. Reviewed for IGN, I believe. Yeah. I did. For Imagine um, Games Network. Long mm. long story short, that game is too long. Ah. Oh, so uh, long story long. Okay. Long story long, this fucking game. Uh, <laughs> it took a it took Maybe some of the wrong lessons from games of like 30 years ago. Mm. Um, really, really does love like territory era wrestling though. Mm. In a way that's like fun. But then you see like the Road Warriors and you're like, what are y'all racist? <laughs> uh, when you're a warrior of the road, you're going <laughs> to you know, you know have yeah. some issues. The roads go through sundown towns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They I, do. I, I, I was watching the Lovecraft. I was watching. I was, oh, I was, watching, I, was watching, I watched. I watched a good shit of um, Dark Side of the Ring, and man, wrestling is fucking depressing as shit. Like, yeah, bro. What a depressing sport. But like, there's Especially nobody. No one gave a fuck in the '80s. You just stabbed each other in locker room. No one cared. Dude. Well, that's like oh, I was. I was. I had my friend had told me. Uh, they were like, "Oh, you should. You should." Uh, Listen to uh, uh, Beyond the Bastards. They did a whole thing about Mystic Man, and I'm like, I always get wary yeah. with like people who aren't wrestling fans who talk about Mystic Man because, like, the very easy thing to say is like, "Oh, that guy sucks." Like, yeah, good, like, congratulations. That's the the easiest thing. But they did a they did a really good like kind of backdrop into wrestling, and then I like that Robert Evans did the whole thing of like, no, it turns out like this this whole sport like. There's very little good guys in the sports. Like, yeah, no, it's a large part of like really the shittiest people you've ever met. 
or really like the the biggest names, especially when they was most important. All of those dudes sucked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all of them. And yeah. it's interesting because his those were like his longest his longest series of episodes. It was, it was like eight like an eight part series mm. on Vince, but it was also an eight part series on basically wrestling from the forties until now. Right. Um, and every once in a while, they take an interlude to some other fucked up wrestling story you hadn't heard. That might not be Vince's fault, but it'd be uh, interesting interesting context of what kind of motherfuckers were involved in this kind of thing that can make a guy like Vince be the kind of guy he is because these are the people he has to be a manager of in some way. Right. He has to be he has to be around or grew up around the Von Erics, and the Von Erics are all fucked. Yeah, man, that movie's gonna like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> every time I think about I'm sorry for people to see the A twenty four label and see what's his name with his abs out and be like, yeah, it's time, it's time to sit down for a nice art movie and then be, watch the saddest story ever told about right <laughs> Watch watch literally four niggas kill themselves and just like <laughs> Wait, oh, that's wow. what uh God, what's the movie with uh the dude uh Megan Good's boyfriend? <laughs> Is that what that movie's about? Because I didn't know. Because he's supposed to be no. in some like bodybuilding. Um, no, 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 no. no, he's in a bodybuilding movie. Um, okay, yeah. different Tyler. No, I'm thinking. Uh, what's his name? No, this is Zach Efron. Zach Efron, Efron in yeah, uh, Efron. the uh, Von Eric story movie. Yeah, Iron Claw. Yeah, which you. like that movie is going to be depressing. Like the sanitized WWE version of the world class story is depressing. Let alone now. The A twenty four version, which yeah, like they don't even talk like, about the Von Erics in WWE because you can't without without somebody Google it and seeing all fucked up shit. Well, I said they did that. That was like the first back before they had the network when they would put out those DVDs. It's like one yeah, of the, first one the DVDs, yeah, yeah. And those DVDs are, I think they're like obviously they're the sanitized WWE version of the stories. I still think they're very good DVDs, and the world class one is very good, especially like when you think about what happened in wrestling in the nineties and like how there's like, there is a through line of like the Dallas sportatorium to like the Austin and the WCW era, just because of like the talent that's gone through there. But then also here's this tragic story about these three beautiful blonde sons who are, who and are dead, who was on drugs and then got them all individually addicted to drugs. And yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Bro. Uh, my favorite Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, they're on yeah. the brink, all right. Uh, Yikes. Literally. <laughs> literally, I think that's a perfect time to to hop in. Uh, welcome to the thing. Uh, this is the podcast where we meet sporadically when I'm not up north. When I'm when I'm in a a shithole hellhole climate after being after t- having a whole bunch of like. Oh, it's warm outside. It's 82 degrees. Being in this 100 degree hellhole every day. Uh, oh, I am TL Foster. Um, back back in the building again. Uh, joined by uh, one Jarrett Green. Jarrett, what's going you on? You didn't have to leave the Northeast. You I did. People don't go back to the South. I did because all my stuff is your Drake here. who didn't go from the North to the South. Yeah, oh, you get it. We don't yeah. want him down here. He can go back. <laughs> we didn't ask for this. Oh Lord. Uh, now the other person you hear is Emmett Watkins Jr. Emmett, what's going on? Hey everybody. P E A Q P K 
84QLUVW. Enter that for 50% off of Peacock Premium to watch Twisted Metal because PlayStation just emailed me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> watch Mojo not say a word in the <laughs> Twisted Metal. Oh my I, God. For a week, people were talking about that show, and like half of them said this might be bad good. I never followed up. Is it any good? I have no idea. I have not watched it. I haven't seen it yet, but from what I've heard, it's not bad good. It's just like pretty good. Like I think expectations are so low that the fact that it has any quality is like surprising people. <laughs> it's like is, a little, it's like Illumination like Mario quality. Like Illumination Mario, not bad, but it's like not great. Yeah, you know? it's not something I'm sitting here like standing for, but um, yeah, for Twisted Metal, I mean, I had no love for Twisted Metal back in the day or anything, so perhaps I'll give the show a shot. I like Anthony Mackie and the one girl from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, I don't know. We'll see, but I'm really not checking for it. I'm not checking for Peacock at all in general, if I'm being completely honest with you. I mean, I, mean, no, I, use, Peacock. Is, I, say, I, use, I use Peacock for one thing, and that's because <laughs> premium live events went from $50 to $10 a month, and I was like, alright, cool. Or not even 10 I think Peacock's like, what, 5 bucks a month? Yeah, for the lowest tier, yeah, the ad yeah, tier. the lowest add to you or something like that um, i mean i only tap in what once every three weeks which <laughs> i mean i, I <laughs> think they, that, yeah i think the that company's whole business model is we're gonna get most of our money from ads and otherwise we just expect y'all to pay peacock to watch this shit we're giving away for free and we'll get yeah. our money from peacock yeah, yeah or like yeah or like comcast or whatever yeah. right like yeah yeah nbc comcast yeah super conglomerate yeah hmm. Which does make sense, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to run a business. I'm gonna stop talking like I do. <laughs> that's that's no, the people who run businesses don't know how to run a business. They <laughs> like, get the shit away for as free as possible to me and you, with the hopes that they'll make they'll take some losses up front, and hopefully they'll be able to con some bigger company to give them lots of money to make up for those losses eventually. Yeah, and yeah. like all these companies that are struggling are the ones that realize that that's not how it works. Yeah, Listen, and all the many... money they were taking out to to like fund the thing, all the loans you're taking out were all basically free when the interest rates were zero. But now it's not zero anymore, so everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, can't just we don't have the infinite money glitch anymore. What do we do? <laughs> we we fire everyone and close. That's what we. What do. was that? <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Quibi. It's like a Quibi situation. Quibi right? was the ultimate. We have the money is free, and we need we just need to scam until it's not free anymore. Come like, on, y'all weren't watching Die Hard. Come on, no. <laughs> Die Hard. Wow. I, like I, I, the thing with like Quibi or like all these streaming services, I look at something like so Dropout, the call humor guys, Sam Reich, like he starts Dropout, which is like after he kind of got fucked over with the Facebook video integration stuff. Which like mm-hmm. I know Jared, like that's like when we first started doing game stuff, right? Like when everyone's like, oh, we're yeah, gonna the, do the we're gonna do video, the pivot the to video. Pivot the video that was all based on lies. <laughs> uh and then like it kind of yeah. fucked over college humor stuff. But then like Sam like went and made his own thing and just was like, you know, the kids like D D and comedy. What if we just built it on that? And like dropout is the only one of those like independent streaming services that just works. It's a really good. It's a really good service. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a put my neck out there for dropout. Good stuff. Good shit. It was look at Stan. Hey, mm. you know. No one also is definitely a scam. Needs a 
get the fuck out of here, Tubi. Tubi. I don't. I don't know, Tubi. I don't know I don't how Tubi's still around. It's you know what? I'll tell you right now the value of Tubi. When I was a, I was about to say infant. When I was like maybe <laughs> seven years old, <laughs> we, my whole family would do this thing every single Friday. We would go to the video store. They'd have you get four videos for ten dollars, and there were four members of our family before my little brother came along. So each of us would run around get a videotape. We'd get an order of Chinese food right before we went to a video store, spend time picking out the videos and come back. Chinese food's done. We go back and we watch those movies over the weekend. One time, usually my dad's like, "Uh, I don't care about art. So just get whatever you want, kids. But one day he was like, you know what? I'm going to pick something. He picked the most bargain bin made in Photoshop box art action (laughs) movie that you could ever pick. And we watched that shit. I swear to God, the budget on that shit was less than a thousand dollars. It's the straight to sci-fi. It's a sci-fi originals, like straight to Netflix before Netflix was clearly a money laundering scheme. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I remember, there's this one scene. It, it was like a hostage movie where it's like, ah, oh, it's like Mall Die Hard, and they had all the like I don't know <laughs> shoppers. Yeah. It legit was just that they had all the shoppers like in the corner tied up, and one of the old dudes was like, I gotta use the bathroom. He's like, I don't give a shit. And then later on. He's just sitting in a puddle, but it's not like trying to be, it's trying to be gritty realistic, but it's clearly just water. <laughs> Either that or this man drinks the most water. Of yeah, all. Or he was very hydrated. That day. Exactly. Yes. Extremely hydrated. So like we need a place for movies like that to exist. So weirdos like me can be like, damn, what was that movie? And there it is on Tubi. <laughs> it's definitely on Tubi. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like I, I also would not be adverse to bringing back the movie rental place. Like, I like, like you said, I like going into a place where it just says video outside and like, <laughs> like there's like, there's like the seminal movies that you could get, or there's like this Hong Kong bootleg that's right over there that you're going to want to watch. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how I got to see Michelle Yeoh when I was in high school and being like, oh, what is this police story movie? Let me check uh, this out. Yeah, Let me jump into the fourth or whatever that one is. Like third yeah. Fourth. fourth. Fourth one is the one. Well, that's the nineties one, but I mean, she did like what? Yes, madam. In eighty. Well, yeah, but she was doing she was doing other movies. She didn't join. Yeah. She was in the Super Cop series, and that's got her big Hong Kong breakout. Right. But then she did Yes, madam, like the same year, the year after, or something. Yeah, with Cynthia Rothrock, who is like that's my fucking shit. Cynthia fucking rules. Cynthia uh, Roth, who was like, I I am a white kung fu lady in nineteen eighty nine who lives oh, yes. in China. And speaks Chinese. This woman did not know who her name until right now. I've seen clips of this woman for years. Oh, dude, she fucking wrote. Like, honestly, I've never understood why they wanted Ronda Rousey as Sonya Blade when Cynthia Rothrock is like right there. Like, you have your, you have it. That's who it is. That's Sonya Blade right there. Like, it's funny. Like like, the the first time, I kind of get it. The second time, when she's like a mother and supposed to be like older. Older yeah. and wizened. I don't see yeah. why you need Ronda Rousey for that, who is like 35. Yeah. Like, that's not <laughs> right. Her child is like 19 or 20, is also in special forces. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That Ed Boon says, like, oh, I've done everything. It's like, no, you haven't done everything yet, nigga. Like, I, I can give you some more <laughs> stuff you could do. He was like, got we notes. got Terminator. And I was like, like, you didn't put Candyman in these games yet. Let's do that. Uh, I feel like, like Slender Man, Salad Fingers, some. I feel like Spawn would be hilarious. I think Spawn is like that's like 
Spawn. That's years. gotta be the easiest slam dunk. Like I think he tried. He tried multiple times and hasn't got Seth McFarlane is not giving that up. Seth McFarlane, Todd McFarlane. Seth oh, McFarlane's flawed. Seth McFarlane was flawed. That, would be, that would be hilarious. But I, I think he's tried it. He tried in 9 and 10 at least. Mm. I don't know if he tried for 11, but apparently it's not happening. I don't know if it's a money thing. Mm. Maybe Keith David doesn't want to do voices in Mortal Kombat. Michael he's White. like Destiny. He can be, he can be, they, they can meld the spawns. That's true. Michael uh, J. White is definitely available. Oh yes, Absolutely. Black Dynamite yeah. also needs to be in a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, in, in fact, folks, spawn. Black Dynamite yeah. should be in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> for sure, for sure. They've already been yeah, in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I don't think other yeah. they could do. Yeah. Uh, where's Mike Laurie? Put Mike Laurie in, <laughs> in fucking Mortal Kombat. No, I don't want Mike. He's in Fortnite. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Him and Mars is also in Fortnite, Fortnite though. But like. Bruno doesn't need to be in. He'll he'll literally just catch the grenades in Mortal Kombat. That's it. He won't do anything True. else. <laughs> that's a guy who was able to. Re- yeah, that's a guy who was able to rebrand himself as like being very much the stereotypical like white musician, like that early like white pop artist, early two thousands to being like, you know, I listen to this funk album, and this is my whole personality now. <laughs> He got um, he he did the Lizzo thing, but got out before it turned him into a villain. Yeah. Oh man. Oh Lizzo. Like it sucks. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day. Like what she did was obviously gross. Uh, people don't know Lizzo. Um, was has been very shitty to people across the board. Apparently, the TikTok drama was she stole somebody's like her current boyfriend is someone she stole from uh, somebody yeah. else, dude. Who was just like. That's I was hilarious. like, wow. Or okay, I shouldn't say that's hilarious, but that it is, is hilarious. It's objectively <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, like it's, it's fucked funny. up, it's but it's funny. like hilarious. Okay, yeah. okay, yes. All right, all right. Let's add the sprinkle in a little bit of it's fucked up on top of it. Then yes, yes. it's funny. Shit. Yeah, but like, could you fucking imagine? Just like, I couldn't imagine like a famous person stealing anyone <laughs> from me. Because <laughs> like, how are you? How are we in the same circles? How right, are how you? Do we meet? Exactly. Yeah. How'd that even happen? Well, her so her boyfriend, like they were co-hosts on this MTV show, and her boyfriend's like this like lower level comedian or whatever. Mm. And then Lizzo kind of swooped oh. her up, like didn't like didn't like her to begin with, and then kind of swooped him up. And I was like, You you're gonna tell me you're <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna leave your girlfriend like for Lizzo. And I get that, but like you're also like Zach Fox from Abbott Elementary, like that level of comedian, like <laughs> dog, you fly too close to the sun. And my my thing with that is like, if she's going to do that to you, if you're going to leave your girlfriend for Lizzo, there's a strong possibility Lizzo's going to leave you for somebody else. So like, sure, but I feel like this happens all the time, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And these C D tier dudes who are in proximity of this kind of fame, they're not gonna like say no. They're gonna jump on the train and see what happens. Like yeah, this, she, this is what this is what uh this that was um what Kiki Palmer Will and Jada's problem. Thing? Oh yes, oh yes, for sure. Ooh. Jada was like in that. a circle with like this fucking guy who was a songwriter that no one ever cared about ever. And the only the first time anyone heard his name was after the whole drama. And yeah. he tr- and then he immediately like dropped a single like a month later, and no one gave a fuck. And that's exactly what that's now we know why we're all here. 
my thing is, if you're going to be that person, you got to drop heat. Like it's got to be flying a boss. Like you can't. Yeah, not everybody can then who can break up a happy relationship and then drop a single about it. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like Batman. It can't be ass. Like you coming out here being like, "Oh, I cheated." You know, I cheated with Margot Robbie. Here's my song. One two buckle my shoe. Like, all right, you like it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? We say a lot of this, but I'm waiting. Give me like another year or so. There's gonna be an Ariana Grande song called Nautical Nonsense. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's coming. Uh oh, break up man. with your boyfriend on board. You know what I mean? Actually, no, that's that was the name of the original deserve. song. <clears throat> that's what we deserve. We do I deserve yeah, nautical do. nonsense. Yeah, we do. It is uh, something I wish. Uh, speaking, speaking of, of uh, uh, very famous people cheating on each other, yes, you went to a Beyonce concert. That was, I was gorgeous. That was a better segue. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, damn, that's really good. Did you um, meet Becky with the good hair? Let me tell she you, if she in the crowd, point her out. <laughs> there were like forty five hundred Beckys in that crowd. Oh yeah, maybe it's, it's a, <laughs> seventeen of them had good hair. Maybe. <laughs> 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 but no, I'm talking too much shit. Um, nah, it, here's the thing. Yeah, I went to see Beyonce and all that shit. That was cool. That was great. The story of how I even got there is a little bit crazier. Um, not much of a story. It's just I was like, all right, we're gonna have a nice, good weekend. We're gonna have a nice, chill weekend. We've been going out way too much. I'm about to sit my ass at home. We're gonna cook. We're gonna play. It takes two. That's all we're gonna do. Then I'm just at home. I get a text. Or I get a call that is, hey, go check your text. And then I check my text. Apparently, my girlfriend's best, one of her friends, her sister had extra tickets to see Beyonce. And that's what led us to this. Like, we weren't even planning on going. We already chopped it off the budget. So we got tickets to see her. And we got to sit, like, not on the floor. What's the... Okay. So you have the very top where you're at the ceiling. You have the middle section. You have the not floor floor seats, and you have the actual floor seats. We're in that middle section, and we got it for like one fifty each or one twenty five each. So it was like really fucking good tickets. Um, and so suddenly it went from all right, we're just chilling all day Saturday to fuck. Now we all got to get outfits. It was literally like a two day affair of like fuck. I gotta get my hair rebraided. All this shit. Um, but it was really fun. Uh, we went and everything. It was look. It was Beyonce, and if you heard the Renaissance, this is the Renaissance tour she's doing. If you've heard Renaissance at all, it is a very... I've talked about it before. That album was not made for me. I'm a big Beyonce fan. <laughs> yeah, and that's obvious. Fucking, I think Renaissance bops. I think Renaissance fucking bops, dude. Renaissance is <laughs> a, a great album. album. It's a good album. I. It's one of those albums that is great, but at first I was like, I don't know if this is for me. So I gave it like a listen and a half, and I was like, all right, I think I'm good. And then fast forward a year later to right now, where I found out we're getting tickets. I'm like, fuck, I better get reacclimated with this yeah. fucking album. <laughs> Just gotta throw it back in and see what's up. Yeah. Because it's funny, because my girlfriend was in the same mood. She was like, I don't really like the album that much. And then like a month before we even knew about these tickets, she was like, you know what? I've been re-listening lately. I like that album now. <laughs> so, you know, it's that's just how shit works out. But um, yeah, it there was a lot of stuff in there that wasn't just, you know, wasn't just songs that I would like. She did a lot of the old songs from Four, her older album, Sasha Fierce era, all that shit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm speaking gibberish to some folks, but if you like Beyonce, you'll you'll know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, and yeah, it was it was a really good show overall. But like I said, she Renaissance is not an album for me in that you know she made that for all the queer folk in her fan base. Like that was yeah. an album directly for them. 
And that is so much of what this concert was. It was very much like, it was like Comic-Con for gays. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It was the same exact vibe. That Janelle, you know what? Gays are having a summer and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a, it is a queer summer because, like, between that and the Janelle Monet stuff, mm-hmm. like, it, it, yeah, it's it's a time. It's a time to be alive. What a time to be alive! Yeah. Uh, no, that I think that album, like, I think it's a better for me. I like it as a conceptual album. It is a dancehall album, right? I yeah, think, that's like, what it is. That's my problem with it, quote unquote. Yeah. If I was ten years younger, and I, <laughs> if I was back in that life I was living when I was, you know, 25, 24 years old, oh, that probably would have been my shit because I would have been like all the dance floor. Like that's like that's that's what you that's like you get into it. Uh, it's definitely the better ones that. of that that year that came. Like I feel like there's there's something in Houston that happened. I want to say two years ago, or mm. big artists are doing dancehall shit. Mm. Um, yeah, if I, everyone finally like listened to Big Frida like two years before that, and we're like, all right, we need to make an album about the, my feelings that I've listened to this music. Um, Drake had one. Uh, oh, horrible yeah, one. one was Never mind. It's like basically all dancehall. Yeah. Um, it was definitely better than that. Yes, uh, for sure. He can't even tour that did, album. Is that the <laughs> no. one where he did the video with his dad? It is dad. They're like that weird fucking club, and his dad has like his Maybe. shirt out or whatever. Maybe. What? <laughs> I'm that man. I pay so little attention to Drake that every morsel of information I found out about this man is like it's always against your will, and then like yeah, the shit yeah. <laughs> and then it justifies why I don't look him up. <laughs> I mean, listen, I as he is my enemy, so I I keep I keep a record on on Aubrey, and I keep a record on Donald. Those are the two. There are two people. They do things. I'm like, I see it. I see it all the time. Aubrey my friend Donald is my favorite BBC comedy, but please continue. <laughs> uh, that would actually be my thing. Oh, nobody's going to spotlight that where it's like, we're going to do a show with Drake and Childish Cambino. And TL, you're going to have to write for that show. And I'm going to be like, I quit. Oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Can I go out and like do manual labor? I don't want to do this show, actually. So That seems like a show that could never happen. They seem like people that would yeah. hate each other. Either hate each other or they'd be the best friends. It's one of the two. I think it's they hate the each two. other because they are very, they are almost the same person, but one is doing it ironically and the other one's doing it sincerely. <laughs> and they're going to be like, dark skin. And I know Drake has issues. We'll resent that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, know. You can do all the shit I do, but be cool. <laughs> I, don't them, I don't know if either of them are doing it ironically. Honestly, that that's my mm. take of it. I don't know if they're either. I think I think irony is definitely a perspective. Like I think they mm. both think they are. Um, yeah. I like Drake just had what Barrett's in his hair like a week and a half ago. I think he thought it was ironic. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's having this phase where he's like exploring his feminine side, I guess. And then, like being aghast and appalled that his audience might be homophobic about it, as if he didn't maybe cultivate this audience. <laughs> I want to yeah. say, you the one who hanging out with academics. Like, what are you? Who, yeah, you, you hang out with DJ. You hang out with Ak, and you wrote like a, a <laughs> pseudo uh, trap album with Savage like last year. Like, what do you think true. His next album's called For the Dogs. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> <laughs> what do we want here. <laughs> Wow. Like he's been walking that line his entire time. career. Like he's like, I am. But he walked also... the line instead of jumping off of one side. Right. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Travis Scott isn't fooling him on stage with a mask on. 
True. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. What a dumb world we live in. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, what a what a weird thing music has been. I guess, like, I do want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, do you guys know anything about this, like, Drake uh, Bobby drama? Like, that weird misanthropic... Uh, so it's like this Ooh. weird misanthropic like white girl, which like it seems like every five years there's another misanthropic white woman that the internet's obsessed with. Um, but um, this is like uh, the I feel like that's girl. usually like Phoebe Bridgers and not this lady. <laughs> yeah, well, because like I think uh, Bobby is like I think Bobby's like older. Right, like she's someone who is yeah, like thirties or something. I yeah, want to say she's, she's like early thirties. Yeah, she's married, has ki- has has a kid. What? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I thought, like our first I don't know why this is crazy. I was like, I was like, who's this Gen Z girl? It's like, oh no, oh, she's like not my a Gen age. Z girl, yeah, she's like my age. It's like, oh okay. Um, and yeah, and apparently, like it became a whole big thing, like. They, uh, she was follow like they had did a whole podcast together, and then you know, Drake's Drake, uh, during the podcast, then she went to Drake's concert, and then they stopped following each other, and it became TikTok drama, which like it's, I think, I think that's called a transaction, right? Well, I think the problem, I think what what the drama was is that she, she had been like increasingly getting weirder and weirder, like mm. interviews, like. People were asking, like, who who does she know? Like, this is this has to be an interesting plant. How is she getting all these people? Um, because she was going from like TikTok comedians or people who were living in the same space to like way like way more mainstream guests, like overnight almost. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then got Drake, who doesn't do interviews really, um, in like this intimate setting, and we're like, who the fuck? How? How? And then the thing drops. She goes to the concert like two days after or something. Yeah. And then the day after the interview is taken down, they don't talk to each other and the speculation runs wild. Well, I it's, I think the I big thing know. was the speculation, like what I think the boiling point was like Dave Poitnoy, who like sucks shit and apparently is good friends with her, kind of floated the idea that maybe her and Drake hooked up. And it was oh. bad, and it became a whole thing. And then she had to reach out to him and be like, "Hey, it was what bad. the fuck are you doing?" So and yeah, it was a whole thing. So it's weird, man. Really, like I, I'm waiting. Drake, Drake is- seems like a person who who is definitely a hookup that people are in the D, like are in each other's group chats and DMs talking about derogatorily. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it is definitely. I believe I hook up with <laughs> in a group chat. I hooked up with uh, Drake derogatory. Like that's like <laughs> God. Yeah. The image of that of that group chat is just him with the berates looking like Smino. <laughs> God bless him. You know who probably else is uh, like that? The weekend. Yeah, yeah dude. for sure. Ooh. You ooh, I have not had a place he to writes, talk about he, this. He he certainly has uh albums. He has a a vibe on an album and like a vibe in real life that seem mm. like completely contradictory. See, I don't know how he is in real life. And to be completely honest, I mean in I real life know, in real life, I don't know this person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. None of us do. None of us do. But like the vibe he gives off, because I only listen to a little bit of his music. I maybe listen to all of Starboy and then a bunch of singles. So that's what I'm working with here. 
But for some reason, me me and Gabby decided to watch hate watch, I guess, the idol. We didn't watch all of it because at a certain point we were like, we can't take this anymore. But like two and a half episodes, what the fuck is this man on? <laughs> it's it's like it's it, I don't know if I'd call him scary, but he's like unsettling and like like an edgelord's way of being evil. <laughs> right. And in a way that it isn't interesting. No. Like this this is there's a kind of unsettling in like a, a TV character that's like there's something still compelling here, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, that it's, was not what was happening. Not honestly, not at all. I, I hope I hope these strikes last forever so we never get another season <laughs> of the yeah, this like, is honestly, proof, I want people to positive that money. you cannot just have dudes show up and vibe in front of a camera because that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah, like yeah, it, I, it was super I, fucked up. Yeah, I I did not. I, I watched it vicariously through people doing videos about it. Well, see, I think that's what got us into it originally. Well, got us into it, quote unquote. But like you see the clips of like the like the porn dialogue. <laughs> Where it's like, all right, no way, no way fucking Abel said this with a camera recording. <laughs> and then sure enough, we open it up. We get we got to some of those scenes that people memed. And even in context, it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> and and I'll, this is the last thing I'll say. This will give you the biggest like hint to the headspace we watched this thing in. I we we were looking at this and we were like, hey, let's not watch this. After we got to the end point, we were like, hey, I think they made like an Epstein joke and we were like, all right, that's too gross. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> we, we, I'm not watching this shit. I was like, hey, do you want to watch something that's actually fun bad? And then we turned on the room. So that's kind Perfect. of where we were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the room, that's good shit. Uh, this is the room's just shit. a gr- well. I hesitate to call it a great no, movie. No, it's not it a great so movie. We can't, we can't yeah. say that. We cannot. Yeah. We're like, I <laughs> cannot say it's a good movie, but it's good shit. Like, Oh, it's I'll shit around. I'll 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 fuck around and watch the room. Birdemic. I'll fuck around and watch Birdemic. I've not seen Birdemic. I need to watch Birdemic. Well, need. No, strong, you don't. Need I should to watch Birdemic. Watch Birdemic. <laughs> should I you? I would like to put it on a list to watch Birdemic. Mm, Dude, I I, I am still trying to beat fucking uh, what is it called? Wanted Dead. <laughs> I feel like I talk about that game every single episode, but like I keep getting just, deeper into I it and just it keeps getting threw out. Um, I got the like, press kit like a year ago. I feel like mm, I just threw just out the big box that everything was in like two weeks ago, and was ah. going through all the shit in there again. What an unhinged <laughs> game from like concept to PR to the swag to launch to like whenever it goes to the bargain bin. Like that game is so like how the fuck like it's did this happen? <laughs> that's I mean that's how I feel about Days Gone. Like I remember getting, <laughs> I remember getting a code for Days Gone, and like I think I played it for like a good like a good four or five hours, and I was like, nah, <laughs> I was like just 10% like, percent of the game, no man, no. I'll, the difference between both of those is that Days Gone seems like it was focus group tell, where what is it? Uh, Wanted Dead. They did not consult anybody before they made that game. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely not a thing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I mean, I guess it's like, a, I guess like, I mean, Wanted is what a wild game to segue good <laughs> games about. Yeah, uh, there are a lot better games than Wanted out, thank God. There's a lot better games than Wanted. I, 
it is very weird. Like, uh, I was uh, in one of my friend group, we were talking about it's like, what a fucking like kind of like bang up just time for video games right now because we, um, like as we're recording, the day we're recording, uh, Armor Core 6 dropped, which is like, wow, it's so good. It's, I just want to do that right now. Um, they just play more Armor Core 6 and like get my whole mech thing going on but like uh like from the last time we recorded boulders gate 3 came out and this is me saying have you heard of this have you heard of this game boulders gate 3 i so i hadn't like i had been very upset i was like oh it's not coming to xbox that i primarily play on xbox like what the fuck and then like I just, I had been, the FOMO was real. People were playing it and talking about how good it is. And I was like, okay. So uh, I decided I would try out the GeForce Now, which actually works really ah. well. Mm-hmm. It works really well. Uh, and got, uh, got so I have GeForce Now and I got Boulder's Gate 3. And yeah, dude, Emmett, that game fucking rules. And we're <laughs> never getting, we're never getting Dreadwolf, so... Play the closest thing you will to a to a common to a common Dragon Age game. Nah, like, here's the thing. Good, <clears throat> I am actually interested in Dreadwolf because Dreadwolf sounds like it's not going to be what Baldur's Gate Three is, which is I think they're just trying to copy God of War modern combat. Dreadwolf's like, going to be what Anthem was, is what it sounds like. Which is yeah, exactly what <laughs> happened to Anthem is right right as the story developing, they were doing that and what Andromeda at the same time or something. Yep. Yeah, and they fired all the senior, all the senior people left. So it was just a bunch of dudes, no direction, and mm. two terrible games came out, and that haven't that studio hasn't done anything since because they yeah. had to build the senior leadership back up, and they're all gone again. So, uh, so play Boulder Game Three. It's really it's <laughs> like, like legitimately. I think it is, like the things that are like cool about Dragon Age is in Boulder's Gate Three. I don't know. I think the game fucking rules, and I don't like Larry Studio games. Like, I think, I think, um, I think Divinity: Original Sin Two is like not a fun game to play. Like, it's a cool idea. It's just not a fun game for me. And Baldur's Gate Three, I don't know, man. Like that game, like it's scratching an itch, and it's fucking good. Even with all like the weird racist stuff that I don't like. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone is racist. racist. Everyone is racist, but like. I don't know, man. Shit's good. Shit's really good. I enjoy it. See, the thing that's stopping me from really wanting to, because I'm telling you, I'm be honest right now. I'm not about to sit here and spend my sixty dollars on Baldur's Gate three now because it's a bad game, but because I should be putting that money elsewhere. But I just can't look at a game like this and hear about all the complications and all of the different ways it can go. It gives me decision paralysis just hearing about all this. Is it? Is it a game that is like, hey? Is it leaving it so wide open that you feel like uh, there's no direction? Or is it more so that no matter how you interact with it, it has an answer for everything? I think the problem you're going to find is that every, like you're going to find hooks for things to do in surprising places. You'll be getting, there's, you know, main thread and then like very prominent side thread. You'll be on your way to do side thread, whatever, and then see a hole in a wall and then go see what's up with the hole in the wall and a hole in a wall story will be like an hour diversion. Oh, Christ. And there will be choices in the hole in the wall that will then be like, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and like <laughs> the, the, the end result might be you have to make a choice 
whatever the consequences are might be minor in scope, but will feel pretty bad or good depending on like the effort you put into this. Mm. And there's going to be a lot of holes in the wall on the way to the thing you're doing. So you got to be like willing to either just like not do everything or <clears throat> I think one of the like people are saying they spent like 40, 60 hours in act one. Mm-hmm. I just got to act two and spent 25 hours. Part of it is like, I'm not safe scumming. Like, whatever happens, unless I can't progress, whatever happens, I'm just leaving it. Just, that's what happened. So if I rolled a thing and I fucked it up, then like, whatever thought, whatever great thing I thought was going to happen here does not happen now. And I'm just like living with this. Hmm. Like, not every door needs to be opened. I'm not yep. playing a character that needs to open every door. Uh, I don't need to finish every quest. Like sometimes y'all are on your own. I'm sorry that you're. I'm sorry that you're in this predicament, but I'm not reading all that. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Or congratulations. Uh, <laughs> it's if you're the kind of person that needs to check every quest off, you're gonna have a problem. Give a right. bad time. Mm. See, that's what ruined uh, Kingdoms of Amalur for me. Kingdoms of Amalur. Great game from way back in the day everyone likes, but the problem with that is that they were trying to make it an MMO halfway through development and then mm-hmm. change it to a single-player game, so all the side quests just keep going. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I need five more apples from this mm-hmm. dragon lair, and well, so see, I did that for 10 hours and burnt myself out and never beat the game. So The thing is, this doesn't feel more MMO. This, and I think the thing that kind of gets me, this is the closest thing to, like, making a video game of D D than i've ever encountered with and that's for the good and the bad like like jared said like if you're playing a tabletop game there are threads like a a, a good dm is going to make those threads where there's like multiple ways of doing something so you as a player make a decision and we just go down that road so like like I said like jared says if i then go okay i'm not going to fudge rolls i'm not going to try to re-roll everything i just what decisions i make i make them it feels like that's that's like how a DD game should go. It's just like, yeah, there's a million things you can do, but you can go a million other ways and get to that point and do it. And I haven't run into anything where if you fail, it just stops you, right? Like it, it like you fail, but like you have to figure out another way to move around and get some other end. Like that's where, like I said, that's what I've enjoyed about it. Because like I'm with you. Like it's the reason why I don't rock with Skyrim. Because you can't just be like, here's the world, go do whatever. Mm. It's like, no, I need a, an idea. This has the D&D of like, hey, here's a here's a general thing you can do or we need you to do, go this way, and then you being like, okay, well, then how do I interact and do stuff like that? That's what I've enjoyed about it. I think Elder Scrolls games are interesting in contrast to this. Um, I don't really play them that way. Like, if I play, if I replay any Elder Scrolls game, I'm doing one of the quests. That is my replay. For example, mm-hmm. I just did Morrowind, I just, and I just replayed it, like the the main quest, and that's all I did. I didn't do, I did the Fighters Guild shit until I don't have to anymore, basically, because there's a part of early in that game where you gotta have to have to blend in because you're you play a spoiler for like a 25 year old game. You play a spy basically for the government for a government. And the first half uh, of that game is you having to pretend that you are just one of the guys, like, or one of any of these guys, like, get in an organization, mm-hmm. work normally, and I'll contact you when we're ready for you. Um, but, like, the 
the appeal, you know, 10 years ago was like, I'm going to be the master of every guild and I'm going to have every spell and like, I'm going to go down every hole and pick up every treasure in, inside every hole. That's like an aggressively bad way to play these games, in my opinion. It's also like not a very enriching like story narrative experience. Like there is no reason why the leader of the Thieves Guild and the leader of the Assassins and the Dark Brotherhood and the leader of the Fighters Guild are all the same person. Like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, or that they would even want to do the same things. Like, why? Why are you like mm-hmm. this? Um, <laughs> I think Baldur's Gate Three is a good uh, does a good job of um, being Witcherly in that way. Like in The Witcher Three, where like a side quest is like it surprises you in many ways. Like either you meet a kind of you meet a certain character or a certain group of people that you never thought you would meet, or you have an opinion mm-hmm. about a certain kind of character that you are given a context for in the beginning of the game and then this particular character then changes that entire context you could miss this character completely and then never have this experience or mm-hmm. now that you meet this person he's saying some shit you didn't expect him to say you might want to know more about this guy and what this says about the entire experience you're about to have. Um, that's an optional thing it's not asking you to do this but if you want to enrich it, it's very good at like having these side experiences enrich the bigger one Hmm. which is why I'm doing side quests like this. Like I am not usually a side quest guy because I don't want to get you five apples and then five <laughs> more apples. Like I don't care. Um, unless like the, unless I read a guide and like the weapon you're going to give for giving this person five apples is like really good. Then maybe I'll do it. But like, hmm. if I'm just playing it, I'm not going to fuck about that. But like, I've found so many opportunities here where I'm talking to a person and he says some shit and like, well, what do you mean by that? And like, now we're, now I'm doing, I'm, and I'm two hours out of the way doing some bullshit because I want to know a little bit more about what you meant by that. Right. Um, or better, we were dude who's now in my part or now in my camp just chilling and I need to know why he's here. Like what, and you know everything about this guy. <laughs> like. Hmm. I met this sorcerer who looks like he listens to fresh, uh, fresh and fit, and I need to know why he's here. Oh yeah. Will looks like he listens to fresh and fit. I'm sorry. Like, that nigga is skeezy. He definitely looks like he would buy the big red anymore. boots. Yeah. Oh, the little Mega Man feet. Yeah. yeah. He would <laughs> Astro Boy. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <you're right. laughs> Good lord. The several the joints. The oh. supreme. He definitely would have a supreme tunic yeah. or something. The yeah. Curse red bottoms. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, I mean, like I said, I I was very wary of that. Like I, the thing is, like when people overhype a game, you're just like, okay, well, it can't be that good. Like niggas just be boosting up things to boost up things. Oh but sure. no, that that game's like it's, it's. I would say like, I would say you should honestly give it a shot if you ever feel up to it. I mm. think you'll end up enjoying it more than more than you think you would. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it bogs itself down with like a lot of the really bad trappings. A lot of these type of games can. Uh, I think it does like a really good job of kind of breaking stuff, you know, breaking stuff up and and making it like palatable and enjoyable. And like, I don't know, Larian was in their fucking bag when they made this game, man. And um, mm. especially like I said, I to me this is probably like the best way of getting people who don't play a lot of D&D as a good taste of like, hey, here's how D&D should kind of be. And that's like also a thing that I think is very uh, good about it. Like, I was thinking about it uh, the other day. I would love to see KOTOR in this system. Because like KOTOR is also a game where 
like for the time it took what was like D, which was like 3.5 right and made it like palatable in a video game set i would love to see like a kotor using like this uh 5e system that they're using in here like let larian like just give larian all of bioware's properties honestly um let larry cook everything byword does um <laughs> ain't no it's not like people work at byword anymore anyway so like, yeah it, they do nothing that's our spirit <laughs> halloween as far as i'm concerned right yeah about to be a battlefield support studio in a couple of years <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> god bless him um i will say one thing i'm realizing as we have this conversation more I'm trying to think of like what RPGs can I like compare to this? Like what what do I look for in an RPG? Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, shit, I played Mass Effect 2 and that's it from all of uh, anything Bioware. Mm. And then everything else is more or less a Bethesda game. I played a shit ton of Skyrim, played a shit ton of Fallout 3 and a it, maybe not a shit ton, but half a shit ton of Fallout 4. So I'm like, damn, they've really just defined my taste in that respect. And I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want that to just be my limited view. So Baldur's Gate 3 seems like the type of game to definitely nudge me out of there. But also, you know, if I'm afraid of like a 100-hour RPG, maybe something like The Witcher 3 isn't necessarily something I should be looking at. But like, there, (laughs) there are other smaller things. I know Outer... What is it? Not Outer Wilds. I need to play Outer Wilds too, but Outer yeah. Worlds is one. Where uh, I can... Outer Worlds is way more like a Bethesda game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know really you want to do Outer Worlds, man. It's, it's not going to be. It's not going <laughs> to be not much good either. Apparently, what, it's not going to be much different than what okay. you're experiencing. Yeah. I, I, well, I got to give myself to be something different. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, was like, I wanted to be. I wanted to super ride for Outer Worlds, and then when I played that game, I was like, this is. They said it was the people who made the first two Fallout games, but this really feels like a Bethesda ass game. Like mm, we got Bethesda at home. That literally, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Do you um, have you played any of the, the modern Deus Ex games? Shit, I played the first of the yellow ones. <laughs> I forget what it's called. <laughs> Human, Human Revolution. Human Revolution. I think. Yes, I played that one. Uh, I played a kind of divided might be. Uh, a step away from Bethesda, but more into role playing game. Okay, you, you can't like play. That. You can't play it like Fallout. It, yeah, it's first person, and there's guns, but it is not Fallout, and you would not get away with the same shit. Which is hmm. enough, I think, to like light my brain. I can make you into places. something different, but without having to like rip you out of something and put you into like a CRPG immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what I want. I think Wasteland Three is also something I've looked at and seemed interesting. I like, I, I like XCOM. 3. I played Wasteland yeah. Three. I reviewed it a long time ago. Mm. Um, it is more tactical for sure. Yeah, um, it that is more in line with Baldur's Gate. Then, see, than, yeah, and like you said, you said you, like, you said XCOM, my dude. Like Baldur's Gate's not XCOM's like strategy style, but kind of like it, it's like you know. It, it's ish. like kind of around yeah. that itch, yeah. Like it will, it will scratch that itch because I was playing. What was I playing? I was playing something that was like Xcomi as well. Um, I guess Gears Tactics. No, 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 no. <laughs> it wasn't a tactic. It wasn't. It was an RPG. Play. Shout out to Gears Tactics, actually. Shout, yeah, shout out to Gears Tactics. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, oh man, it's gonna bother me. I don't. I forgot what RPG I was playing. Um, uh, but it's like kind of like the thing of like the Xcomi thing. It's like kind of 
what you're going to be looking at when you do Baldur's Gate. Like it, like I said, I think it's a, I think it's a really cool game to kind of check out and and give it a run, man. Good characters, people very horny about, horried about that tiefling, horried about Shadowheart. People are just horny, honestly. Uh, it's an incredibly horny game. Like, incredibly maybe horny. too horny. Like, I accidentally no, I went into it. I respect for how horny it is. <laughs> I accidentally went to a goblin camp, um, and like I had, I did a long rest, and I was like messing around with uh, the armor. Didn't know I had unequipped not only the armor but also unequipped underwear. Walk into the <laughs> goblin camp, you see the cutscene. I was like. Why is my character's titties out? Yeah, why are you like, right now? She, her titties just out there. It's like, oh, she's just naked. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, Good lord. But I, I did that was possible. I did that. I did that that scenario three separate times. Um, and I got it. I got like literally the the each different time a different thing happened, and it didn't feel like. I need to see all these. It was just like, well, that's how it happened in my, in my camp, in my little uh, uh, scenario. Hmm. And that's what I think I really like about it. It doesn't, it doesn't give you the checkbox of like, did you do this thing? Are you going to go find the apples? Like, it's like, Oh, Hey, these people have, have grabbed this tiefling daughter because she tried to steal something and they're incredibly racist. Go talk to me, get my daughter back. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I, I can do that. Like I, I'll do that. I'll knock that out for you real quick. Like okay. it's more of that. Okay that that sounds more like something that appeals to me because the last thing I want is to feel like oh I have all these decisions but I feel like I'm losing out on all the other stuff. If there's too much stuff to, if I'm losing out on so much more than the thing I get, then I'm more attached to the thing I get because I'm not gonna go back and find all fifty-seven permutations and whatnot. So it seems like that's maybe that's something I need to get on, but. Hey, when you're talking about new games that just came out, I've been stuck in turbo yeah. overkill mode anyway, so I mean, um, I'll get to it later. <laughs> there's so many, there's so much shit in the past what two months, I think. Yeah, yeah, like, and I the next gotta, two months, I gotta figure out how to get to that. I don't know. I have to get to this. I can't just let it. Like I, I, I was staring at um, Armored Core Six. Oh, it's so good. I'm, like, I'm, not playing, I'm not playing you for a week, probably. Like, <laughs> bro, I, I looted. I, I boosted that thing up. Uh, uh, last night at midnight, stayed up to like two o'clock in the morning, uh, playing oh. it, and I was like, "Oh, because like I'm like I I dabble in Souls, not a Souls guy. I saw it. I was like, oh, this is this is like how I become a fucking Bloodborne weirdo. Like so you get it? <laughs> it's like Armor Core got it. Got me. It got me. It's a. It's like, and I played the other the other Armor Cores, right? And it it is very much like that. But they've also learned from like the gameplay of Sekiro and Bloodborne and like the Souls games. So like, it is an Armor Core, or Armor Core Souls game, and it's so good. Mm. It's so dang good. <sighs> it seems like it might be good, but I, the thing is, I like mechs. I like jump packing, shooting things, flying around. All of those verbs appeal to me. When you talk about FromSoft. I thought Elden Ring was fun. I thought, you know, the little bit of Bloodborne and Dark Souls that I played was fun. But, like, 
it's like, man, the challenge is what makes me nervous because I'm already pissed off at once a dead killing me around every corner with no checkpoints. That's, that's a bad game. Yes, it's a bad game. game but like, but when the cutscene turns on and the player you care, the character you're playing at is like seven feet and all the doorways are five feet, is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will say so, this game. I mean, this game does have its difficulty edges, but it is more like the thing is like with FromSoft. Um uh, and uh our buddy Brennan did like a great video about like the history of uh from soft games. Like there's obviously like the Kingsfield Souls aspect of it, but like mechs are from soft, like the Armor Core series is a thing, Metal Wolf Chaos also a thing. Mm. Pretty fucking rad, by the way. Um it it there it is more mechy. Um, there is some things that they, like I said, there is like some difficulty things that you just kind of have to learn how to control. Like, uh, the opening, the opening boss fight, um, you fight like a helicopter and it's trying to teach you the mechanic on how to dodge in the air while rockets come without telling you the controls to dodge in the air while rockets come. So like, (laughs) oh my bad, sorry, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like my 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 buddy was like I don't know how to do it. I was like oh I finally figured it out you just had to like hover in the air and then dodge the rockets and then it'll just miss you and then you just stagger it and he's like oh he was like literally TL you told me to do that and I instantly run it's like yeah I wish it would have gave you that kind of signposting but it's so good and I just made my mech look like a Gundam because I'm broken inside <laughs> and I just want to create more Gundams like ugh. It's so yeah. good. It's, what, it's, Evolution. it's like it is. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this is again a good game. I'm talking about a good game. Um, this yeah. is like it's. I do think about it like it being weird because we, we talked about it before. Like I'm not a huge proponent of like game of the year stuff. Man, I feel very sorry for people who do have to do those things. Oh god. Because fuck that. Like I had a I had somebody who was like, oh, I think. Uh, uh Hogwarts Legacy is a top 10 game this year. I was like, I don't I not this year. Like Ow. not there's yeah. no way. How do you feel this way? There's no way. There's so many much better games this year than there's no way we could say that game would be a top 10 game this year. Like just objectively, it's really great and uh uh had some people people in the know who's uh tell me uh Spider-Man also probably really good. Probably oh, really shit. good. <laughs> Don't that comes out that. in like two months. Probably really good. So you know, it's a it's well, a pretty damn good year. But it, it's I think we talked about it before though. It makes sense, right? Like we we were in the middle of a pandemic. People couldn't really do shit, and then now we're like, oh wait, now we're gonna start releasing this heat. Like that's kind of what what happens, right? Yeah, it is. It's exactly what happens. And I I, I don't know if I... All right, the negative thing, I don't love that it's literally a big generation defining in any other generation game every single week. Like, October is about to be crazy, but even before that, all the stuff coming out in September is going to be a lot. And then after that, I don't even know what November looks like. So I don't like that we're getting inundated with all these games. But what I do like is that this isn't 2017 and everyone's like, oh, so it's Zelda going to win game of the year. And what's next? Like, I like that it is such an intense competition because Zelda was the the, the ball, the bell of the ball 
until Baldur's Gate 3 came through, and now it's a legitimate conversation. And that's before you get your Starfields, your Spider-Mans, your all these other games coming out. And like you said, uh, Armored Core just came out. Like It's going to be a very difficult choice this year, which I think is all for the better. I just wish there weren't so many choices. <laughs> that's the problem I'm having. I think it's also like an example that people don't need to dominate the conversation all year anymore. Yeah. Like, like we don't do E3 anymore, really. I mean, Jeff's trying. But Jeff's like, trying. It's been years since, like, we've had a summer where there's, like, four shows in <laughs> a row. Games? And everybody has to, like, show their big thing. And that big thing becomes, that's the game of the year. That's obviously that. With the democratization of people's, like, getting their own messaging out whenever they want. We no longer have to play by that pace. The I guess the downside is that you can't play everything now. You have to make choices. Oh yeah, um, sucks. So you can't prioritize. But I think even even to say all that, there's still plenty of things that came out that are great games that are kind of surprises. Yeah. No, That's I true. I mean people liked. I think Baldur's Gate was always going to be. Important. Yeah. I don't think every. I don't think anybody knew it was going to hit like this. Like. I playing it early access two years ago. Like I thought it would be a, it would be like a pillars of eternity or something where like people who play these games like it. And that's going to be, it'd be a really good one of them. This is like become like a, like a cultural conversation, which is, yeah. I don't think anyone expected that. Um, I think part of that is because, you know, D and D got bigger in the past two years too. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of converging, but and people are like introduce. There's been the conversation about how like D and D is maybe a bad system, <laughs> and like they finally made a good game out of it. I think that's reductive. Yeah, like, there's a there's a conversation about the the setting that people don't like the setting because it's not very interesting. But I think that's only doing half the work because if you're a DM, you make it interesting. Right. Like, I don't know what kind of games people are playing. I've never played games that were not interesting. Like, well, I've been in yeah. worlds that are always interesting because we yeah. make them interesting. Well, that means maybe the maybe the letters in the books don't make. Maybe there's not a story that you can take from the book that you then turn into a game letter by letter. But like, well, that's, like, that's that how was, it works. Yeah, that was the thing I like about this game. I I I actively don't give a shit about the canon lore of D and D because I've never I've like I've played D and D a lot. I've run a lot of games. I've never done the quote unquote canon lore. I could give a shit about it. However, this game made me actually like care about this. Like it's an interesting world. And I, I also I'm I'm with you, Jared. I think 5e is actually a pretty good system. It's just more of like telling people like, hey, you should you should want to learn how to like play around and do whatever. And I think like this game being like, you know, you could just push somebody off a ledge. Like that's like that's the thing where right, it's yeah, like, like <laughs> it's like maybe you just you, push them into a campfire. When you think about you, that. You do you want to pick that person up and like if you're strong enough you can do it. And it's like yeah. that's the stuff where it's like I guess a half one, you're a barbarian. Roll for it. See what happens. Yeah, it's like that's the stuff <laughs> that I didn't know they were going to be able to do is be like, oh hey yeah, this stuff that you know like in D and D you can do. Uh, yeah, you can do it in this video game, and it's like. But That's even like fun. even like the setting itself, like there's there's always been conversation at, about the relationship between um, your alignment and like the race and like the things mm -hmm. you do, like the fact that there are races in um, 
which are still technically species, not actually races. Right. Um, though there are different, also different races, but the like that's they flatten the conversation in D and D for reasons. Uh, but yeah, the, the fact that yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a goblin. I mean, you say yeah. goblins, maybe hobgoblins. No, um, <laughs> the that that the, uh, that the idea that there are races that are just inherently evil, like they just are born this way and can't mm-hmm. be nurtured any other way. That's always been like an issue. They kind of remove alignment completely away from that, so they can tell more interesting stories about like how. Uh, nature and like the relationship between nature and nurture and how these societies kind of grow these people and then how these people can uh overcome those things if you play a drow you find that that immediately because everyone hates drow unless you're also from the underdark which means people also hate them too um because drow have a bad reputation for being uh weird torturers um they are made hard by the hard life they live under the ground where everything there is trying to kill you and some of them are little weirdos because of it. Um, Fun. Walking on the surface and not being a weirdo, but everybody seeing this very large, dark elf and thinking, well, he has to be a weirdo. That's all I've ever heard about them. This game does a good job of like allowing you to push back against those things, but also pushing back itself. You meet creatures in this game that are that should not be or you never think of or no one ever talks about as like a thing that is sentient that can talk to you and like maybe doesn't want to just immediately rip your brain out even though up until that point that's all you've ever seen so you have to do the reconsidering instead of like the NPCs uh, they investigate lots about how you know another Twitter conversation is this game is very racist it's also very race aware right like, if like Gith Yankee, for example, or like lizard people from space. They don't belong in Room. They literally came from space. They're aliens. Mm-hmm. And they know nothing about you people and how you live. They're, they're like integrating slowly because they can't go back to space easily. So one of them is in your party. She has no idea what the fuck this Room shit's about. And every time they try to introduce her to things, they're like, she's like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I would rather just kill you. Like, Tieflings who are descendant from demons, they look like fucking, de- they look like the Jersey Devil mascot, but they are not demons. One of them is, you be- you meet one that everyone thinks is a demon, but is not. Like, it forces you to be more dynamic in a way that the letter of the rules, at least prior to 5th edition, didn't. So I think if anyone thinks like this game can't be, can't tell those stories, like the tabletop version of this game can't tell those stories. It's A, based on like a rigid reading of the old, of this old sort of old editions of this game. B, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a, maybe a lack of imagination in the players playing the game. Um, and it would previously where games who are, that are based on systems like this would be this rigid. Baldur's Gate is not. Baldur's Gate yeah. kind of recognizes like mm. all these people live here. They might not all like each other. But this isn't a game where we're going to, this isn't like a Tolkien game where like. Right. Where, like, the races are separated. When they meet each other, it's probably the fight. And there's really no conversation about it. This game is, like, these, these, these things are in conversation all the time because these people live amongst each other, uh, next to each other in conflict, but also in cooperation with each other all the time. So you kind of have to do it. 
Yeah, it's, I think it's like one of the more important things is like they very openly like, hey, uh, Boulder's Gate, which is a city. It's like Boulder's Gate is very diverse. Like Boulder's Gate is like the New York <laughs> of Faerun, basically. Yeah, it's like like <laughs> every nigga, like every nigga got a spot <laughs> in Boulder's Gate. It's like, oh, <laughs> good lord. Uh, though I am thinking, I, I've been thinking about like when I do another character. I, I am thinking, what if I did do the Myron Gaines and Faerun like as a run <laughs> in Baldur's Gate three, like Myron the Gaines. most like minimalist uh, uh, thing? Uh, how about do that real quick? Those niggas got demonetized off YouTube. Catching L's, oh. man. Catching I, I, L's. I did say it. hallelujah, but I'm also like, all right, how? So they got demonetized. Is their channel deleted? <laughs> No, I mean that's the that was the thing that um Etsy Signifier brought up. It's like Oh yeah. Yeah, like yeah, these niggas got demonetized, but like at the end of the day, like they still have their channel, so they're gonna come back at some point. It's it's going to happen, right? And I imagine they have sponsorships. I don't know if that changes if they're demonetized, but I don't know what, I don't know if demonetization how that what that does to your traffic. Like if the same people are watching it, then if they're selling ads based on like views and like that doesn't change anything. Right. Um, they just have to find another way to get a bag, I guess. Um, there are places that are not going to demonetize them. Probably. Streaming I don't know if they live, live stream. Kick. Right. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, do they live stream? I'm sure kick is interested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we'll see how long kick can stay interested. Cause I, I know mixer was interested in doing shit like that and they were gone within the year. So I don't know. They just spent all this money on, you know, all types of people over there. I don't know if the bag is going to run dry for that soon, but these guys seem like they'll be fine. They'll probably still get a bunch of women I've never seen before or heard of before. So they can, um, I don't know, degrade them on a show that 10 motherfuckers watch. And <laughs> you only see TikTok clips of, and I will still never know what they do outside of this stuff. Like, I, <laughs> These are people I don't think exist in the real world. They only exist in like one minute clips on my phone. I don't know what the, like these people never had a reach outside of like internet shit, which in Absolutely and of itself right. can be like, you know, problematic or, 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 or uh, I guess dangerous in a way, but like you motherfuckers weren't real anyway. So right. getting demonetized, getting uh, your, losing one of your fake money revenue streams does not change anything about how I feel about you. Yeah. I don't know, like I said, I just I do think it's like object- objectively funny. I, I I think like these guys, like it's definitely <laughs> funny. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I I think like it's just a very weird space. Like, because watching a video where um, so somebody was like, "Does everyone need a podcast?" Like, well, no. Then I was like, "Well, let me go record my podcast, right?" But <laughs> <laughs> but I also think there's like a self awareness oh, no. of of like, well, I I do think like there's a difference between like what we do than like what like a essentially a brand does right like in fresh fit guys like they are uh, essentially they're a brand like no one knows what fresh like no one knows what fresh and fit do as an actual job like their actual line of business work their brand is like misogyny and how to sell it and how to get the most like like I always said doe-eyed, but that would seems like some some uh like innocence like the most vacant outlook girls 
around yeah. like <laughs> or like four or five dudes. Like every person, every woman who's on that show who's not actively combating against them looks like they are zanned out of their mind uh, when they go yeah. do their shows. Yeah, they get barred up and they're like, whatever. Yeah, it, I don't. I, like, I don't even know what. Like, is it a casting call? Like, how do you get these people here? <laughs> like, I, I guarantee there's like some type of. How do I say this? Because, you know, there's everyone wants to be an influencer. Everyone wants to make money by just doing stuff on the Internet. I'm sure there is a place you can go to be like, hey, we'll pay you like five hundred dollars. Just shit on this show and let us talk shit at you. Some Maybe. agency is like, yeah, come. And I think there's like. um, There's certainly a monetization incentive. Like, I'm sure plenty of these mm-hmm. places also pay these people to come. Yeah, um, absolutely. In fact, I definitely know they do because um, there's that one account going around that is. uh TikTok community, 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 uh, it's on Twitter. The community notes. Oh, community notes. Like, are are yes. exposing people mm-hmm. where they, they've done it a couple of times where it's like those accounts that are like, all they do is post like memes and whatnot. Only fans, girls failing in, first, in, in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And under them was the community notes would be like, uh, this account at, often pays OnlyFans creators to be featured on the site for them to. Uh, you know, reply to, to kind of, quote unquote expose them for trying. Mm-hmm. It's I'm sure that exists on these shows I've never heard of and only ever see in one minute intervals where they're doing the exact same thing but in audio form. Like yeah. the that idea that like anything for fame absolutely hundred percent is the thing. It's just it doesn't seem like it's working, mm. and I'm not the target. I'm like, right. where, I'm out of the, I'm out of that target range. I'm not within the eighteen to thirty five range anymore. Uh, they're not talking to Damn. me. But I don't know who the fuck they're talking to. <laughs> you saying I, I got I, fucking I, six more years? Fuck, yeah. dog. I'm You're about to be. Well, I said like what next week? I'm gonna be two years out of, out of that range. Like, like I don't, I don't. I've never met a person they're talking to either, though. So right. like, who the? Well, I, I hear, who are they yo, getting famous from? Yeah. I guarantee they're getting it's it's dudes within my age range, eighteen to thirty five, that are yeah. seeing it, and it's 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 praying to their worser natures. It's doing the thing where, if you've been, this feels weird to say, but if you've been like quote unquote scorned by a woman as a young man who doesn't know how the world works yet, then you're gonna sit and fester on that until somebody comes along with a video that's gonna like. You know, I see how that. I mean, but just, herbs, herbs, is, herbs have always existed. Herbs have yeah, always sure. existed. Mm-hmm. Why are they now being monetized? Like how? The, how? Well, like, I, and I, I think that's the question. I see how it engages those young scorner men. I don't see how it turns into money for anyone. Right. I'm missing. I'm missing that part. It, because <laughs> it's it's twofold. You got there's just enough young men that are in that headspace that are gonna watch that stuff. And then if you want to talk about, you know, the ladies on the show specifically, there's like a certain percentage of that group that is watching, that small group, let alone small group that is watching, that their attraction to a woman will offset their misogyny. (laughs) And they'll be like, oh shit. Or their misogyny is their attraction. And that's honestly at the end of the day, it's the money, the money's the money. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, because they're not gonna sit there and respect anybody, but they will pay a hundred dollars to get some pictures. Right. I mean, I, I think I think I think like when we look at things culturally too, like there's always a big thing of like with like how white women kind of like um like how they like will cultivate their spaces and then they will very openly like call out pick me's and stuff like 
black women also have pick me's and they're usually like the more vocal <laughs> apart. Yeah. So like, you know, it's really hard. Like it's hard to be like, if you're like uh, someone who's not a black woman and seeing that in those spaces, it's hard to like call them out without being misogynistic. Right. It's like, like I think Candace Owens is dumb, is dumb as a bag of rocks. I'm also not going to come online and shit on Candace Owens because like, I, you know, it's it's a very easy yeah, target. Haven't black women black done women. enough? Haven't they? Yeah. Haven't they gone through enough? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like I'm not gonna add to the chorus. <laughs> like I'll turn my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I said, do I have any nice things? No, but also she's a black woman. Like I, she's probably getting it from both ends, like yeah. the hate and scorn. Even if she is a grifter, uh, but plenty I, of dudes I, I can talk to instead <laughs> to be yeah. mad at. This shit on, but like it's like there. I don't know. It's like I also think like I don't know if these people are, like are actually real people. Like I've um, because I I watch a lot of TikTok. I don't know if you guys ever seen this dude Jeff Mead. Oh, is he the eggs boy who just eats a bunch of raw eggs and looks no. like a bread piece of meat? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know who that is. No, um, he was I, going around on Twitter earlier. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, I, I do. I, I like to watch. I watch a lot of like political TikTok stuff. Uh, shout out to JJ. He does really good stuff. Uh, but definitely just like this black dude who is like one of these like, oh, white supremacy is it real? And blacks like the like the fucking. The a black dude pick me like the whole like oh well we're just as bad we're as bad as everyone says we are and it's like why did like that's what I don't get my thing is like why are you co opting this for everybody else for people to be like yeah you're right black people aren't aren't shit just like no like people can be different and like and someone was like well you just say that because blah 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 it's like no like when I was growing up people were like oh you. You sound so articulate, dude. And I would always be weirded out by that because, like, nigga, I'm now. Like, <laughs> like I walk down the street, like, uh, that's a black, that's a black man right there. So, like, I, I don't know. It's just fucking black man. I think man. it's just I don't know. I just don't know what the it's, what the return is like. And I think Twitter is like turned into a thing where you can maybe make the return based on just tweeting now that like they're trying to pay out for engagement which mm. is hilarious because elon's broken pretending he's not broke which is my favorite billionaire thing but <laughs> like besides that before that how was uh just pearly things making money like i have no idea. like she was just hmm. saying like you know these women should be married and should have kids uh you should not have tattoos um if if she breathes, she's a thought. But then, like the people who <laughs> are liking Christ. and liking and retweeting are like not people that would pick her. So I don't un- and like they're not buy. She's not selling anything, to my knowledge. So like, where's the money? Like, what's the point? You I you have a normal job? Does she go to her office job and like clock in and then just tweet <laughs> crazy on her lunch breaks? Like, how, like what's going on? I guarantee you know people like her probably had some type of normal job. In the past, I don't know about now when they're on fucking news networks talking about the shit that they're doing outside of work. But like, I'm sure a lot of them had normal jobs. But then when you get right down to it, it's just it's attention. They don't care if the attention is negative or positive. If the view counter goes up, that's another penny. And if the penny goes up high enough, that's dollars. And here we are. So I guess I guess that's I just don't know how I just don't see the money. I just wish I knew how much these people made. I wish I knew what she took home. 
Well, I not mean, enough doing this. To, not enough t- for the money to be the reason you do it. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I think she's, like, if she's doing it for the vibe and then so, living, like, hand to hand fist, then I guess. Yeah. Like, like if, if, I could get, if I could get some Steven yeah. Crowder money, like, y'all call me what the fuck y'all want, man. Like, that nigga getting generated. <laughs> it's like he's getting NFL money and ain't got to go to a training camp. Like, it's I'll like, <laughs> and they—I think they got in on the on on the ground floor of this thing. Yeah, so where where people were just directly paying for it, but we yeah. are way past that. So I have no idea how. If I don't know how the new Nick Fuentes gets paid in twenty twenty three, if you jumped on the scene doing being wild racist in January of this year, even if you show up on Daily Wire or Newsmax as a correspondent via satellite or whatever the fuck, they're not paying you to be here. Absolutely. They can't even keep their own lights up. So who's paying you? Are you just going to Starbucks and then like after your shift, you come home and get on the internet, get on your dis- like the Discord call to be on Newsmax? Is that what's happening? I promise you they're doing it for the love of the game. <laughs> it has to be. You have to, love, they're doing you have to love this shit. Yeah. Do you? This is, this is like pro wrestlers living in their car for three years before they get signed shit. I'm about if to say, you're like, not getting money, you have to love this shit. If you are Tucker getting Carlton, money, who like, gives a fuck? No, they took right. Carlton and them. They they openly were like, "No, this shit fucking stupid." <laughs> they just go on TV mm-hmm. and be racist. Like, but they make money, which is why they yeah, can just Tucker be flagrant did it about on it. Fox because they paid him ten million dollars a year to do it. Exactly. So that's that's where I got at. mad at Trump because he was fucking the bag up. Like yeah. that, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Like these new folks, yeah, they're not making any money, but they're doing it because they legitimately enjoy it and legitimately believe in a lot of, if not all, the shit that they're talking about. But these people who have been around the like pillars of the institution of this bullshit. They are making so much money. They they see through the grift because they even created the grift. Effectively, right? Basically, so, like, yeah. they don't give a shit. They're like, oh, they don't care that they caught, money off of you. Whatever. They caught their own people in the grift. That's the point. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's the pyramid up. builds hate, on. It's fucked hate up. To see it. Hate yeah, to see it. Does. Uh, yeah, this is a, a perfect. That's a, what a perfect place to end it at. What a perfect place. <laughs> Hating to see it end. Ah. <laughs> hate to see it end. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. Uh, the show episode. I want to call my own shot, literally, because I have to do another podcast or anything. Uh, the show will be going up on Wednesday, which is my birthday. I will be thirty-seven. Ooh. I'm old. Ah. I'm Don't old. look a day under 30. Sit now, play. Look, look, that's not wrong. It's a, it's also, <laughs> it's also weird. Like, I'm the age like of me moving in with my dad when I was a senior in high school and I don't have kids. And I'm also kind of glad I don't have kids. And it's just like, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't see, like, to me, it's patently wild that people in their 20s were having children. Fuck that. Yeah, that feels vaguely irresponsible, especially right now. <laughs> getting towards the 40s, like having a child in, in your 20s, gross. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's been it's been very weird. So uh uh and also I'm back in Florida and the heat fucking sucks, and there's a hurricane coming because oh fucking you're in Florida. Because Wait, what her I've only been hearing about Hillary all this month. Like, uh there's the- a there's a tropical there's a tropical depression off the coast of Africa that is uh looks like if it goes on its predicted path will come through Florida. Uh God because of course it. it will. Welcome and it'll cross the ocean and will be a hurricane by the time. It will be a hurricane, yes. Uh so by the time you listen to this, you will probably be on hurricane watch. Um so take care yeah. of yourself and also happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, um 
I love doing this show, and I wish I would have done it when I was up in uh, uh, Baltimore. Oh, I will say real quick, uh, up in Baltimore, one couple things. One, uh, the black people food in the north is so good because it is so varied because it's like different versions of black people. Like I went to an Ethiopian joint. Yeah. That was pretty fucking dope. Like, mm, so good. Uh, and then some of the best uh, uh, Caribbean food I've ever had in my life. So, DC oh, area. Fuck. fuck with you, man. So good shit. Uh, also, I went to the uh, Jim, Henson, Jim Henson Museum in Baltimore. That was, pretty, <clears throat> that was good shit. Uh, Jim Henson's a good dude. But anyway, uh, if you like the show, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. All that jazz. Emmett. Uh, what can people? Where can people find you at? Uh, find me on the internet, EJ Sun Six One. Type it in; it'll take you somewhere I'm at. Uh, <laughs> uh, what have I been doing? Been on Spoonful. Talked about the Beyonce concert for a long ass time on that. If you want to go look at that, uh, Players Club is still happening every now and then. Uh, you can check that out. We talked about that Red Dead Redemption lack of a anything done to it report that came out. Um. And that's more or less all I got. Um, I'm very excited for the next couple of weeks because my girlfriend's going to Europe. And I'm not. I will save so much money. I'm very excited to just be at home. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, Jared, anything you'd like to promote or where people can find you? Um, at <clears throat> the internet. Uh, <laughs> at the internet. At the internet. At Jared John. I don't know. Wherever you're. Wherever you're social media platform of choice at this point i'm probably there i'm probably not there there i probably would account there I, i'll be honest mm. with you i'm not using these other accounts <laughs> find me on much. spill i'm kidding everyone's I spill i have spill i don't log in I yeah same that. same they send me okay. push they send me push notifications they're like ah oh, this is a famous black person's gonna be on spill today and i'm like oh, we will fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't really have anything to promote i will say though rest in peace to uh funker who yeah. died on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and Bray Wyatt, who tragically died the day after. Yeah. A yeah. bad week to be a wrestler. Um, yeah. Terry Funk, 40-year career. Uh, your rest, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, probably. Yeah. Innovator in a way that I think we've started, the past 10 years, have started really like talking about in a real way. That yeah. He looks, he doesn't look like it, but this guy probably invented a lot of the wrestling you like. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody, one of my friends made a point. He was like, yeah, after, after Funker passed, he was like, uh, he also will be on a show in two days. Like, yeah. Funk legendarily retired yeah, like fuck. 12 yeah. or 13 times. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, he, he definitely lived longer than anyone thought he would. And would probably longer than he thought he would. Yeah. Uh, he was on bonus years for a while. Um, yeah. Just had to see him go. Uh, yeah. The opposite yeah. is true for Bray, who was he was at my age um yeah had complications and mm-hmm. COVID and had a heart attack and died yeah Wyndham, uh, his, uh, he had his whole future in front of him really yeah Wyndham was a it was it's a very sad thing that's a guy who had such an immense talent that a lot of meddling like and it's it, it it doesn't feel good to talk about like oh the things they should have done with Bray when they had him but man uh just seeing some of the tributes that WWE's put up it's like Dude, that dude was fucking like just a very captivating dude. And then hearing a lot of stories from a lot of the wrestlers, especially the cruiserweights. Um, really great guy. Um, really great guy. So 
Heart goes out to the Rotunda family. Heart goes out to the Funk family. Heart goes out to the wrestling family. Um, it's very sad times. Very sad mm-hmm. times. Uh, you can find me uh, everywhere. Turbo Bison. Uh, I'm TL Foster. I'm Blue Sky. I don't know, man. I, I've How's been... Blue Sky going for you now, actually? I I use it regularly because it feels like old Twitter. Like I don't have a huge following. Like the people that follow me, like the the people that I. It's very funny. I have a following of people that followed me from my one guest spot on Giant Bomb, who have never stopped following me. And I was like, so when you got a taste of it, you're like, I want more of that. Wow, surprise was that right? <laughs> so like that's been very cool. But like yeah, it's great to me because I'm not like. I can't tweet wild, reckless shit like I want to on Twitter because there's enough people following me on Twitter that I can't do it. A blue sky, like 40 people follow me. So guess what? Fucking reckless hours, baby. Reckless hours. I do feel like we're living like a compressed timeline of Twitter, though. Like all the things we used to do on Twitter, we have to go through. Yeah, like, WoW Classic. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, it's like we, are, we are WoW classic Twitter on Blue Sky, it seems like. Yeah. Any, any po- all the posters who had drama 10 years ago are the same people with drama here in Blue Sky, but the drama is only lasting like a couple days instead of like a couple weeks. Yeah. Everyone's trying to remember like the drama. They got to go back to Twitter to find the evidence and all the evidence is gone because they didn't care. <laughs> they, they stopped caring on Twitter after a while, but like really wanted to care here, but like really can't finish the can't finish the fight here. Feel that absolutely. Feel yeah. that absolutely. Yeah. Follow us all on Blue Sky, I guess. Yeah. The moral <laughs> of story. Follow us all on Blue Sky. But yeah, um, that's it. That's our show. We'll be back sooner than this last wait. This one was just longer because I was gone out of town. So uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.